0: I don't know about you, but I do find the parables absolutely fascinating because in the middle of the story of every one of them, there is a surprise, sometimes a deep shock, actually. And in this parable, both for Jesus' hearers and for the people in the parable, there is a surprise. And they, in a way, they all echo the same mantra, it isn't fair. The consternation comes early in the parable. The landowner is the one who goes out to do the hiring. In fact, he does it five times. He does it at six o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock, 12 noon, three o'clock, and five o'clock in the afternoon. Does this man not have any staff Does he not have a manager, for goodness sake? Well, Jesus is wanting to tell us through the parable that God is not distant. God is not delegating. God in Christ has come to be amongst us, to be with us. And I tell you, at this time of a pandemic, it's a terribly important truth for us to realize that whoever we are and wherever we are or whatever situation we're dealing with, actually, God is with us. He is a with us God, supporting, encouraging, enabling. But actually half the parable is about payment, it's an issue. That now, first of all, a word of warning. You may not want to put this landowner in charge of the pay policy if you're a shareholder of the vineyard <laughs> or indeed if you're a, a trade union representative on behalf of the workers. But leaving that on one side, there are some really interesting and minor themes that occur, as well as the great ones that I'm coming to. He says he'll pay the daily wage, the denarius, and to the others who come later in the day, he will pay them a fair wage. But the minor themes occur as they are paid, uh, those who were longest in working, uh, they receive the same pay. And it says in my version of the Bible, it says they grumble. Well, to tell you that, I often think that that's how we know that there were early Methodists in the New Testament. They grumble. Apologies to you all. But what does Jesus do? He uses, in my version, the first word in response to this is friend. A word that only occurs three times in Matthew's Gospel and rarely in the New Testament. Friend. Jesus wants to build a bridge with those who are arguing with him. It's really interesting that he is always approachable always approachable for you, to you, about you. And another minor theme in the panel is, if you like, a maxim about work. It can be stressful. It can be difficult. Some of it is monotonous. We all know about that. I've been working for nearly 50 years a Methodist minister, and there's all of that. But to be deprived of work, to be waiting for work, to be wanting to be for somebody, out of all the applications I'm making, for somebody to come back and give her the option of an interview that is really difficult. And this parable says, to you who wait, it says, you're not abandoned. God is concerned about you and for you. You're not abandoned in the economy of God. And to those of us who have work with an honest employer, Be thankful. And then we get to the very heart of the parable. Verse 15 literally says, Is your evil eye because I am generous? Whoa! Evil eye is a way of saying there's envy, there's resentment, there's presumption. Because the landholder, Jesus, if you like, treats everyone equally. It was scandalous then, and it's needed now. You know, deep within the Methodist DNA, we know all are welcome. All be- Why are they all welcome? Because all are equal before God. They're equal in their need. They're equal in the provision that God has made for the salvation of people. They're equal before God in that he loves them and cares for them. You know, in the day of Jesus, there was a cruel political understanding of inequality. It was political. It was social. It was racial. It was economical. It assumed that the people at the top were worthy of their place, and those at the bottom, well, they deserved their poverty. It was their fault. It was cruel then, and it's cruel now. It was everywhere then and we find it now and we want to say fundamentally that before God, everyone is equal. Methodists at their best are serving the community, standing for justice, caring for creation, as well as sharing their faith. Why is all this? important about equality because of the generosity of God it is though Jesus is saying in this parable there is a 12th part of a denarius it's a tiny fraction of it but there is not a 12th part of the grace of God So when it comes to the end of the day, everyone receives the same. Everyone is equal. God deals with us fairly. God deals with us graciously. God deals with us equally. Now, why why is there this parable at all at this point in Matthew's gospel? Well, if you look earlier in, in the previous chapter, chapter 19, verse 24, Peter asks a question. And his question is, look, Lord, we have left everything for you and to follow you. What then will we have? And then this parable. I think it's an answer to that question. What will you have, Peter? You will have generous grace. What will you have, Peter? You will have transforming grace. What will you have, Peter? You will have equality before God. What will you have, Peter? You'll have the same equality as every other living human person. Transforming grace means that we are treated equally by God and in the presence of other people. Such grace comes to assure that you are understood wherever you are, whoever you are. You're understood and appreciated. The grace of God also comes to challenge your life. (laughs) Have you gotten envious Evil eye that relies on inequality, that is presumptuous. God wants to challenge that for us to understand that God is involved in every part of our life, that God is alongside us. We're never left out in the economy of God. So reread this parable. Ask yourself as you read it. Ask God as you read it. How does it speak to you? How does it assure you? How does it challenge you? A may the transforming grace of God that came to Peter of the disciples, that came to Jesus as hearers, also come to be with us. Listen to Jesus and what he keeps saying to Peter. Come, follow me. He says it to you. Come, hold these values. And above all, live life this way. Amen.